Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man. Don't want to interrupt this part of the song, but we do have John Jacobs is standing by. Baylor men's associate head coach, Baylor basketball. Uh, John, welcome to the jungle. Is that in your wheelhouse? Uh, Guns and Roses, is that something you can roll with? Or is that, um, I mean, we're, it seems like at some point you might have had a bit of a heavy metal uh, phase of your life. Is that accurate? Yeah, I don't know if that's fully accurate. I would say my brother certainly did. He played the drums growing up, and uh, there's probably a Guns N' Roses t-shirt someplace in the house, I'll say. Uh, so it's a wheelhouse as far as my age goes, uh, but maybe not my favorite band of all time. But that, that song's a classic, and the fact that you're rocking to it tells me something new about you I didn't know. So oh. uh, thanks for having me. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> Beastie Boys, also a big player of my youth. Um yeah, I bet you kind of like my wheelhouse and Guns and Roses. I would say, uh huh. And I bet you like REM and U uh, two, uh, perhaps. I bet that, and maybe the Cure. Maybe you even had a soft spot for the Cure. <laughs> maybe U two. I don't know about the other two. Uh, starting <laughs> center on my high school team, Rob Bailey loved REM. I don't know uh, that that has anything to do with nowadays, but I know that that's true. Yeah, um, but probably you too from that list. That, that would have hit my playlist or my iPod back then, where there was an iPhone. Are you uh, are you excited about? I mean, you're a European traveler uh, in the team, getting ready to go on one of these big trips. I remember wanting to go on that one a few years ago. Y'all went to Venice or somewhere like this. Uh, I think this is to Paris or uh, Lyon, maybe being there. Y'all may go by Nice. You're going to see some parts of uh, France. Now, you have some French-speaking players on your team. Is that is that accurate? Do some of your players, were they was their first language French? All three of the Cameroonian guys uh, can speak French. So Yves Missy, Jonathan, Chamuchachua, and then Yanis, uh, our new guy. Um, they all know French, and uh, they'll be probably pretty comfortable while we're over there. Uh, we're actually going to see some of John's family and we're going to see Eve's family. Eve's brother, uh, lives in Paris and played four years at Harvard. Um, maybe in Philly tournament all four years there and he just had a little baby girl. So Eve gets to be an uncle and see his new niece on this trip. And John's going to have his brothers and some family there. So that's a sweet piece to it. Uh, I, I travel in Europe certainly to recruit these guys, but uh, these guys are actually from there, and their family is, so it'll be much better for them even to go home and and see the one that's that they love. What, do you, what is the uh, what do you really hope to accomplish on this trip? You get to play some games. Uh, I doubt that I'll get to see them. I'll try. I mean, if you could stream it for me, I would appreciate it. But you'll be focused coaching and that kind of thing. But what is the uh, is this more bonding than? Then meshing as a as playing because I don't know what the competition is going to be exactly. What's the what's the focus on a trip like this? Yeah, nowadays the focus is is all about the team coming together. Um, I know in the past they have live streamed some games. I think DK even did it on the Canadian trip from his phone, set up on the little scorers table. So uh, I don't know how fancy the live stream will be, but there might be a chance to watch. Uh, Besides team bonding, it's so that everyone can play. Uh, we're not trying to decide who the starters are. We're not trying to make any large decisions right now. We're just trying to make sure everybody plays and 
there's a spirit of joy about everything that we do. And then it is for some of these guys, the first time they'll ever have a passport, uh, first time they'll travel internationally. And I know nowadays everybody is falling in love with transferring or going pro as fast as they can, but there is something about being in college and getting those first trips overseas where you see the world and you see there's 8 billion people in the world and you're maybe not as important as you think you are or Twitter might tell you you are. So I just think the humility of exploring the world as a college student still has some value. And if we can do that well, getting better as a basketball team and and giving Coach Drew the 10 days to really build some culture into the group as a whole, I think it'll be a trip well spent. But you got three of the four cities right. The four cities, Monaco, which will be a beautiful city. And uh, we're looking forward to spending time there. Monaco, man. we I mean, that's there, there's probably some gambling to be had there. I don't know if the players are old enough to be a part of that. But uh, what a... I think of like James Bond. I think about diamonds. I mean that that's uh that's really and I guess Monaco's yeah, right there on racing. Yeah, racing, certainly racing. And I don't, I forget when is there any racing season going on? Is when's Monaco? When's that come through there? I don't know. I know it's not while we're there. So, yeah. Um I mean we're gonna go beach it up, you know, where the yachts are and yeah. when that race is going on you see all the athletes and uh, Tom Brady and those guys, Magic Johnson, they've got those yachts in the water. So we'll be on the beach looking at the boats and looking where they race, but I don't mm-hmm. think we'll be in either of those locations. <laughs> and then we're going to do our best to keep you guys out of the casinos um, and uh, just make it more about food and enjoyment and spending time together. And, of course, we'll go shopping. Uh, guys at this stage will have to shop and buy their fancy sandals and bags and everything else, and you can certainly do that in France. So. There'll be some shopping, but for the most part, it's just for us, it's about team bonding. John Jacobs joining us at Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. We love having him on. Uh, I, the Baylor reunion seemed to break out today over on campus. At least I saw some pictures of some of the former greats, and boy, that was a who's who. I saw Ish, I saw current uh, Davion Mitchell. Uh, I mean, it. it that was really kind of cool. I, I that was at Lace. I, I was trying to. Yeah. Some of those guys have aged a little bit, so they look a little different. Because I remember them what they looked like when they were playing for Baylor. But Lace probably is in his early thirties now. But what a that had to be so neat. That large of a group of players. I'm trying to think if I saw Corey in there. Was Epe? Did he get to make it? I don't know. Um, he is not here. Okay. Uh, I think he may come tomorrow though. Okay. Um, not to play, but to be around for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's a squad right there. I might have seen. I, I look like AC over on the outside. I mean, you had great height, had great depth. Tweedy in there. He's always got to be running point. I mean, that's a tremendous. Yeah, Tweedy, Tweedy switched sides, so Tweedy's the one who put this whole thing together, uh-huh. and he did an unbelievable job. That's part of his new role here. And the first time since uh, he left Baylor, he didn't play on the vet team. He sat on our side on the bench as coach. Um, so. You can see his role has changed a little bit, but he's the one who brought his FET team together. And I would say it's the deepest, tallest, most talented, and the most complete FET team that we've had. It's when you just look at the scope and the history of uh, Baylor as a whole, I mean, Melvin Hunt coached the team, and then you got lottery picks and current NBA players and former NBA players. And Lace was the leading scorer in Baylor history. But you're kind of getting a mix of all of that in one spot. And, Sometimes we'll have like eight guys come back and play to help us prepare for the season or for these foreign trips. And we had up to 15 guys here wow. uh, today just hanging around. And 
Um, that's the blessing of having Coach Drew be in one place for over 20 years now. There's just kind of a legacy. You know, normally coaches cycles spend four or five years and they get fired or the four or five years and they take a bigger job. And uh, guys like Coach Drew just, just choose not to leave and just make the place that they're at right now better each year. Uh, you get this gift as you get into your third decade, uh, which I guess is where he's at now, where you just have this generational um, growth in your program. And some of these guys have kids now. I mean, some of these guys have kids that we might recruit the next couple of years are going to be so talented. So um, to see that legacy for coach, he, he cried today when he addressed the team. Uh, he was able to kind of talk to them about the new pavilion that will open this year. And he said, next summer, when you come back, you'll get to see the house that you built. And uh, it mm. really, it meant something to the guys. And um, it was a, it was a great day that the basketball was really good. And it, there's probably no better gauge. Um, we'll play some lower level pro teams while we're in France. Uh, but the team we played today, I don't think we're going to play anybody in college this year nearly as good as them. And uh, our guys held up. And so that was a great first step, but more than our guys being good enough to win games this year, I just think it speaks to the legacy that coaches built here and uh, what these players have done for Baylor as a whole. What about, uh, what about some of your guys? Like when you say they held up, did, uh, were there, I bet there were some kind of fun matchups. Was Davion, I mean, was uh, Jaden Nunn, they're hoping he could be kind of cut from similar cloth and could be a great defender. What were some of those matchups like and what were – what were a couple of the most entertaining matchups when you looked at your current squad versus this uh, this former Baylor All-Star team? I mean, I think everybody kind of had a moment. But, you know, there's some likes. You know, you can see there's some likes. There's some similarities between Ray J and, and um, Jared Butler. You know, you can see Corey Jefferson line up with Eve Missy, and um, they're surprised at how easy Corey scores the basketball. You know, you guys kind of wake up. They all think they're NBA players until it's time to play somebody who's been in the NBA. And they realize, <laughs> like, the guys are pretty good. Uh, clearly, there was a Jaden Nunn and Davion moment. It's a little trash talk running into each other. Uh, a couple black shots and defense going on there. Um, you know, you, you just look down the line. And the thing about it is if Scott's going to recruit people that fit his culture of joy. And as he's gotten better at that and as the program has grown, you should see people with similar personalities. And you should see guys who play the same positionally. And there should be a type who guards the ball here at Baylor at the toughness. And um, we fought to get some of those things back. And you saw all those things today. Uh, This is just a small, minute version of what it will be in November. But it's a really fun version. And um, I don't know. There's just – Everybody wants to change and climb ladders and make more money in our profession. And you just don't get special places where people sit still. And I've worked for two guys that chose to sit still, Mark Few and Scott. And um, there's this, there's this special family feeling. Um, And so the basketball is fun, but I think the family feeling is the thing that dominated the day. Uh, John, what, what's a Colorado uh, basketball? Give me, give me a quick sketch of what uh, the, the Buffaloes returning to the conference, the excitement over that. Uh, be, they'll be here in 2024. Uh, Coach Boyle, I've kind of watched him over the years. They've certainly had their moments. What, um, what, what, is it, what do you think that program will end up uh, bringing to the conference as they return to us 13 years after they left? Coach Paul is a good coach. I just flew to Budapest to do some recruiting of a certain player who's from Lake Highlands. And um, 
the head coach of that team was Coach Boyle. So he's coaching the USA national team for under 19. Those are things that don't happen if you're not a good coach. He's uh, been there a long time, and if you have that kind of sustainability, then you clearly know what you're doing. Um, I think for Big 12 fans to say Colorado's coming back, I know there's people like you that have followed the league for a long time um, that are going to have a feeling for that. But our guys, I don't know that they have a real feeling for that. I think our, our sense is just that the league is growing, um, that TV rights are getting bigger, that as NIL and the portal change, there's also a, a swing as far as like league realignment that's still going on. And it just feels like we're ahead of the curve and our commissioner is aggressive and he's not going to be left behind. And it's better to be in the position of addition than subtraction right now. And I think that we'll remain the number one basketball league in the country. That would probably be the, the number one thing Scott would want me to say is if you just do the analytics, whether it's Ken Palm or it's the net, uh, we're going to remain the strongest basketball league in the country. Even as we expand, that'll be a priority. So uh, there's no off nights in our league and certainly going to play at Colorado on the altitude isn't going to be an off night. Uh, it'll be a new experience, but, the main thing is we're on the side of growth right now, and that's the side you want to be on. All right. Does Lake Highlands travel well to, to Budapest? Does uh, did that did that game travel okay and, and look about like you would expect it to over there? There's buckets in Texas and there's buckets in Budapest, so <laughs> I think that's going to hold up in any part of the world, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, we're going to miss him. Okay, um, Jacoby. Uh, Miro went off to play some international ball, and so I don't know he hasn't been with you the whole time. But uh, Jacoby, Jacoby Walter, uh, tell me kind of how he's uh, how is he fitting in, and you know already looking pretty polished for having played at such a high level, uh, or is it? I mean, what are you what are you, what are you kind of needing to see from him, and what are you already seeing? Uh, I think. Jacoby, the first thing he would want me to say, uh, besides his family and his faith, would be that he's a two-way player. And um, I know people often find polish on the offensive end, and he certainly has that. I'll give you one little stat since we're talking about him. He was 6 of 14 from three today. So um, he wasn't shy, and he had a good day, and there's a lot of polish in his catch-and-shoot threes and provide spacing for us. Um, but he's a two-way guy. And when you're 18 years old, a lot of people try to find their way and onto the court, um, you know, on a college basketball court through the offensive end. They've been told their whole life that's how you get how you get minutes. And the truth is, is defense is how he's going to get minutes, and he knows that. And that's a special and easy thing to coach with him. And his high school coaches and AU coaches have done a great job. I mean, when you look at kind of the lottery picks, Epe and Jeremy and Davion that have all been picked in the top 10 and Scott Stint here, the three things they all have in common is defense. Jeremy can guard one through five at base, one of the best defensive centers uh, we've ever had. And, and Davion was defensive player of the year. And Jacoby seems to have that understanding as a young man. So uh, the highlight for him so far is that he's really self-aware when it comes to the fact that you need to be a two-way player. And we needed that to soft season. And he's brought some of that with some other guys, but uh, he certainly shot the three well today, but the defense is something that's going to stand out for him. All right, and is this about the longest team that you've been associated with um, in all your years at Baylor uh, prior to going to the Zags and then even coming back? Have you had have you had this much length? You may have had taller players, but I'm talking about the depth 
of uh, front court players that you can come at teams with? Is this about the most you've had? Uh, it's, you know, it's in the top three. You know, today you had Ish and TP, and that, that used to be a three-man here. So because we played three guards for stretches, we don't maybe have the length one through three that they did. But the wingspan's covering up for that this year, even if we're not as tall as that those groups were. Uh, but clearly our four and five have, have grown in size and wingspan. I know you mentioned Miro and um, Jacoby as freshman, but Eve Missy as a freshman is, I think, six ten and a half without shoes and well over a seven foot wingspan, and a couple unbelievable blocks today and eleven rebounds and was all over the place. So um, you can see the growth in that, and I think even the vets who came back who all have NBA size and length uh, commented on that when they were playing today. Even as they were watching the guys, they were laughing because there were certain dunks and moments and rebounds where. We just kind of look different. You can see the kids' future. Uh, you can see that the pros are an option for some of our guys. and That's a fun thing. So I don't know that it's as tall as the 2017 Gonzaga team that went to the championship. And, um, you know, I don't know it's as, it's as tall as some of Scott's teams in the past, but it's taller than the team we won the championship with for sure. And I, I think our overall length on the defensive end is better than that group. I don't think we're as good defensively. Um, but our length and ability to get there exists. So hopefully we can make up that ground and get there someday. And can Lace still shoot it at age? Oh my God! Whatever he is, thirty-four. Yeah, I'll tell you a little story. It's got nothing to do with you know who's who won and who lost or scores or points. But uh, first time out, Lace hit a three in somebody's eye, and they were like two inches from his face and coach was like, I know he didn't do a scouting report. Maybe you guys don't understand, but that's the leading score in Baylor history. And if you're two inches from a face, it's not good enough. You have to make him dribble. And there's nothing you can do to affect his jump shot. So unless he's dribbling, he's scoring. And they all just kind of looked at him and nodded at his head. And then he did it again. And coach was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> can we just make that guy dribble, please? Because uh, the catch and shoot and the ability to kind of get that fadeaway out from the elbow and the pin down three at the top of the key still exists. So uh, some guys are just born to score. They get that from God. Uh, I don't know if you and I were in that line when God handed that out, but I can tell you Lace was pretty close to the top of that line. So uh, he's in his 30s now, but it'll be a bucket forever. And uh, he definitely gave our guys buckets today. I was born to eat, all right, but not. <laughs> That's a different kind of eat. Our guys say when we score on offense, they're eating, you know. Get me the ball, I'm on fire, I'm eating. Uh, I think your eating is probably different, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> do you uh, do you realize how many tickets you could sell to? And that's probably like there's some NCAA rules. I don't think there are rules anymore, really. Can you imagine how many people would actually show up to watch that? Like your current team versus NBA, um, you know, NBA current and former European, you know, professional basketball players. I mean, that would draw a big audience. I mean, just, oh, just if we my put thought. That in the pavilion, it, it'd sell out. Yeah, it'd sell out. I mean, uh, yeah, it'd sell out for sure. There's, there's just the backcourt and the fun and the wings and the, the, you know, the bigs and the history and then them staying afterwards and the autographs and that kind of thing would go on for forever. Um, I, I totally agree with you. It'd be an easy sellout. Um, people would line up to see that game. So it, it's fun. You know, I had a first row seat to a, a really special thing today. There's a lot of great sporting events. I've been to NBA all-star games and European championships. And, you know, I've sat front row in final four as a coach and uh, sitting in the front row for today is as good as anything because uh, the personal relationships attached to it. 
uh, make it more special. But it was a really good game, and uh, if I could pay to get in, I'd pay to get in. All right. Hey, thank you for doing this. And um, I may still try to pack up and come with you guys. Uh, I'll talk to Scott, see if there's any room on the charter, or uh, I don't know how you are traveling, but uh, I'd love to. I'd love to be a part. I mean, I think somebody should chronicle this. Could write about it, talk about it on the on the radio, do live shows from over there. It might be in the middle of the night, but I've got no problem with that. So, uh, what, can you plant that seed with Scott and just say, we'll "Hey, Mosley was up in the corner of the gym, and you can do a live show." Yeah, and if you've got to record it and use it later in the day, that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Then we'll go out into the hills, and you can. You can eat a little bit and enjoy the view and then come back and do it the next day. So yeah. I think that comes down to, you know, your producers and you. But I know a guy. Maybe we'll ask him. Mm-hmm. He can't include you okay. now or in the future. All hey, right. I'm three to six now, by the way. I expanded the hours. So tell um, tell Bill, tell some of the guys over there, um, uh, AB, the whole gang, let them know. All right. We're three to six okay. now. Your world domination is just only growing. So that's good. You should have gotten more time earlier. It's definitely well-deserved. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Have a great trip. If I don't talk to you, I uh, great great visiting with you, John. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, and thanks for always supporting us. And, um, you know, you've been here for a long run with Scott, and you've seen it grow. And, uh, you know, it just means a lot to us that you care, and you always follow and support us. So thank you. You bet. You bet. Uh, love that team and, and this coaching staff. Uh, There he goes, Coach Jakus on the Matt Mosley Show.